Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Fact Checker Podcast. My name is Marissa Payne and I'm the Gazette Cedar Rapids government reporter. I'm Michaela Ram. I'm the Gazette's healthcare reporter. I'm John Stepi. I'm the Gazette's business reporter. And I'm Erin Jordan. I'm the investigative reporter. All right, and this week we're taking a look at a claim from Senator Chuck Grassley. So some congressional Republicans are using rising gas prices to rail against President Joe Biden's energy agenda. And among those critics is Grassley, who wrote in a tweet on June 3rd from his Grassley Works campaign account, when Iowans pull up to fill up, they're facing seven-year high gas prices under the Biden administration's failing energy prices. The post was shared from a Casey's General store with a photo of Grassley standing outside of a car looking at a gas pump. So around the time that Grassley tweeted, several news outlets had reported that Memorial Day weekend gas prices were, in fact, at a seven-year high. The Associated Press reported May 27th that the national average for a gallon of regular gasoline was $3.03 that week. And before then, the high for Memorial Day weekend prices was in 2014 when they averaged $3.65 a gallon. But it's worth noting that gas prices had already been on an upward trend while Donald Trump was still president. According to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, gas prices hit a four-year low in late April 2020 at an average of $1.87 a gallon, while travel plummeted a lot at the onset of uh, the global spread of COVID-19. And prices ticked up again in May 2020 during the summer travel season, Um, as people began to kind of get more comfortable with, you know, existing during a pandemic. And by then, there were about eight months left of of Trump's presidency. So by the week ending May 31st, 2021, which was the most recent data available before Grassley tweeted, prices climbed to an average of 312 a gallon. That means uh, nearly 49% of the increase in gas prices has taken place since Biden took office in January. Also note that these prices are not in just not adjusted for inflation. And for context, uh, regular gasoline prices reached a record high on July 17th, 2008, according to AAA, an average of $4.1 per gallon when George W. Bush was president. And the New York Times reported that global oil demand, particularly from China and the Middle East, was a main driver behind the rising gas prices before the 2008 general election. So uh, Grassley is correct that gas prices are at a seven-year high, but now we'll look at the question of whether he's correct to pin the blame on Biden policies. So to support Grassley's statement, his office pointed to inflation across virtually all business sectors and um, Biden administration moves to curb domestic energy production, which they say ultimately causes price to rise by restricting the oil supply. So immediately after taking office, Biden announced a 60-day suspension of new oil and gas leasing and drilling permits for U.S. lands and waters, according to the AP. Um, The moratorium did give some senior Department of Interior officials authority to okay new drilling action that would otherwise be suspended. And this was after Grassley's tweet, but just on Tuesday, a federal judge in Louisiana blocked the order nationwide ordering the resumption of plans for delayed lease sales for the Gulf of Mexico and Alaska. But even had the moratorium not been struck down in court, its impact could have been kind of blunted by the number of um, permits approved under the Trump administration that were still valid. Um, The AP found that Interior officials approved almost 1,400 permits on federal lands, mainly in Wyoming and New Mexico, over a period of three months that included the uh, 2020 election, 
Um, so that would allow companies to continue drilling for years. Um, Biden also revoked approval of the Keystone XL oil pipeline from Canada, which would have delivered crude oil from Canada and North Dakota to the United States. Uh, the developer recently pulled the plug on the project after um, after this move from Biden. Um, it's it's a project that environmental advocates opposed because um, the pipeline would transport fossil fuels and emit greenhouse gases when those fuels are burned. Um, but because the pipeline was not operational, um, it can't have an impact on current gas prices, though you know, experts say um, you know, the long-term impact um, would have you know, remained to be seen on the crude oil supply. Um, other policies that Goldman Sachs analysts suggested could increase crude oil prices included quote, a focus on fiscal spending, a probable lack of urgency in lifting sanctions on Iran, which is the world's seventh highest oil producer, and restrictions on the North American energy industry, according to Bloomberg. Um, however, those analysts and other experts in a PolitiFact fact check on similar claims linking Biden policies to rising gas prices point to the global vaccine rollouts as the key reason oil markets have rallied. Um, Patrick DeHaan, who's head of petroleum analysis at a website that tracks gas prices um, called Gas Buddy, told PolitiFact, now that demand is up and oil production is not, that has pushed oil prices up, um, plus the summer months typically bring higher gas prices as more people travel, and this year like that's just exacerbated um, as people look to get out there after the pandemic. And a, a USA Today fact check reached a similar conclusion and in assessing those claims found them to be false. So, although energy experts have suggested that Biden policies may conceivably have an impact on oil and gas prices in the long run, any policies' impact on prices would not be discernible in present-day gas prices. Uh, so, Grassley is correct that gas prices were at a seven-year high on Memorial Day weekend around the time that he tweeted, but the main driver for the increase is a return to normal as Americans receive COVID-19 vaccinations which is fueling demand for travel and amplifying the usual boost that the summer travel season gives to gas prices. So we give Grassley a C, but curious what the team's thoughts are. Well, this uh, um, topic has been on my mind a little bit, not just because of this fact check, but because of uh, an Iowa Ideas story I was writing just about ethanol and about, um, you know, for ethanol producers, it's a good thing for gas prices to be up and for there to be more demand on gas because that means they <clears throat> they make more money and there's more demand for their product. Um, so I did think it was kind of funny that Grassley was like complaining about these prices when it helps ethanol. But um, I think the, I mean, I, I love all the context in here. I wish there was a way to tell how much of it is just simple supply and demand. Um, you've got people out driving, like they can't keep, I mean, like rental cars, there's hardly any rental cars. People are taking all these, you know, road trips. Um, how much of the price increases based on supply and demand? But, but then I think the fact that the prices have been increasing for longer than just this summer probably is a, 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 you know, a reason to show that it's not just about like summer travel. Yeah, I would agree, though. Um, but I would say that, like, the the impact of the vaccines and just sort of, like, the easing of lockdown restrictions, like, definitely can't be ignored in this factor. Like, I think I was listening to an NPR story the other day that there's so many tourists in Hawaii right now that 
a rental car costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So people are renting U-Hauls to be able to get around because it's cheaper. Um, so I definitely think that that is a huge factor in this whole conversation that, that Grassley seems to be admitting. Um, yeah, like I think to, to your point, Marissa, you know, sure these policies could have an impact on prices, but it, it seems to be really blunted by that supply and demand question. Yeah, now I'm going to be thinking of renting a U-Haul for my next vacation. <laughs> They're so... apparently cheaper, according to NPR. <laughs> like, if you don't want to spend hundreds of dollars, you can just get a U-Haul for the day. My next vacation, just get ready to see me behind the wheel of a U-Haul. <laughs> uh, but kind of back on topic, as much as I'd like to talk about U-Hauling during a vacation, um, I think that really that, I mean, the seven-year high stat seems pretty straightforward, but then tying that really to the Biden energy is just where it really falls short, where there's a good chance that whoever was president that you'd have the same thing because I've been hearing just anecdotally from people, I mean, before and after interviews about how, oh yeah, really excited to finally go on a vacation and that kind of thing. So as you have more supply or excuse me, more demand, you're going to have prices go up. So I kind of agree with everything that everyone else has already been saying on this. And I think you pointed it out, Marissa, too, that uh, it was like during the Trump administration that there were 1,400 permits um, for, um, excuse me, I'm trying to find that, 1,400 permits to continue drilling. Um, but that didn't really offset the rising gas prices we were seeing even during that period of time, too. Um, so I think to, to Aaron's kind of point, like this was a trend long before Biden came into office. Yeah. And well, it's it's also interesting just looking at um, the link between the vaccination rollout with this since, you know, a lot of Republicans are like, oh, like, you know, Donald Trump took care of this with Operation Warp Speed. And, you know, he's the reason that we have these high vaccination rates or, you know, that we had success in rolling it out pretty quickly. Um you know, Republicans will want to credit Donald Trump with that. But then, you know, Biden has five months in office and it's very quickly like, oh, look, he's the reason your gas prices are going up. So, you know, they don't want to give Biden credit for any of the vaccine rollout. But then when it comes to gas prices, you know, there, there's a little hypocrisy there. So my question and is um, so often when we give someone a C, it's kind of like we've decided as a team that the statement was really half true, half false. And um, I think in this case, the first part of the statement about the seven-year high is true, you know, solid A, if we were separating these out, which, you know, we're not. But um, and the second part of the claim that it's due to Biden's policies um, is, you know, maybe half true in itself. Or, or there's, you know, so I wonder, I mean, if the grade, um, I don't know, I guess I wonder if maybe the overall grade should be lower than it is. But, you know, I don't know what the rest of the group thinks. Yeah, to be honest, I was thinking the same thing. Um, just because I think the second part of the claim gives context to the first part of the claim. Like, sure, it is true that gas prices that are seven year high but the fact that he's blaming Biden for that is not is not true. Um, so it's sort of that cause and effect that I would think would push the grade lower in my mind, maybe to a D is what I was thinking. Okay, so I realize now that I misspoke. 
Oh, sorry. okay. I mean, I, what I was thinking, okay, sorry, Michaela, because now you've like said that, what you said, but oh. okay. So if we're looking at half true, half false, and one half of the claim is like hundred percent true. And the other half of the claim is half true, half false. Wouldn't that push it more toward a B than a C? Mm. But now we can really, we can really duke it out, Michaela. All right. All right. <laughs> I think the case for a C is still strong considering how much of an impact that that second part is. I think that, you know, that's the part where he's kind of really going out on a limb. Um, so, I mean, if we had those separate, I could see a case for like an A and a D, which would then average right on the line between a B and a C. And I think that second part does have have some extra emphasis there that hey this is kind of the big part that he's a little more going out on a limb on and if somebody's reading that they're thinking oh biden's causing all the gas prices to go up and if you're kind of looking at that overall inference that somebody's gonna get from that I really see the case there for that being a half true claim as we would oftentimes grade it. I'm good with that. I think the fact that uh, we, you know, are exploring both a, a, a B and a D, and then we've got two team members who feel like C, it seems fair. Hey, that's pretty average. Yeah, because John's logic is kind of how I reached yeah. a C. Well, my logic always is the best logic, so <laughs> great thinking there. So, okay, so Marissa, going back to his original tweet, did he say Biden prices? He did. But yeah, it does seem okay. that he should be saying So, no. I mean, I think we at least need to address that in the check and say, like, it seems obvious he means Biden policies because Biden doesn't have you know, Biden obviously doesn't set the prices and what would he even be referring to, you know? Yeah. And maybe with some context that this isn't really the first time that he's been a little more um, colloquial in tweets, particularly spellings of such. Um, I think people kind of go back to the pigeon one um, where he's tweeting about a pigeon and spelled it. <laughs> P-I-D-G-I-N, I believe was how he spelled it. So there is a little bit of a kind of understanding, I think, that anyone who's reading his tweets should factor in that maybe he might be not 100% right on spelling, but sometimes what he spells and what he means might be a little different. But still probably good to clarify with his office. Like, he means policies, right? Not prices. Yeah, I was thinking we should maybe just circle back to them and be like, we're basing this check on that he means policies or some other similar word, but correct us if we're wrong. Like, please tell us if we're incorrect here. Yeah, I'll do that. Cool. Well, I think this is a good topic because, um, you know, obviously um, John's going to be renting his U-Haul soon. Don't get great gas mileage. Paying in gas. Um, hey, it's like a traveling camp spot if you get like one of those big uh, semi-truck things that they have. You don't even need a camp spot. <laughs> that might be a little warm. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think the whole like, you know, risk of someone of getting pulled over and thinking it's like, you know, 
human trafficking operation or something. That's not, not good. Not ideal. (laughs) Marissa, did you want me to preview the check for next week or, or what, um, what, what else do you want to hit on with this one? I think we've covered everything with this one. So if you want to preview what's ahead for next week, that'd be great. Okay, cool. Well, next week check, next week's check, um, was one that uh, Marissa had spotted. This was in Governor Kim Reynolds' uh, May 26th interview with Sean Hannity on Fox News. Um, She was among several Republican governors who were interviewed about um, their COVID response, their state's COVID responses. And she talked a little bit about, um, you know, the meatpacking plants in Iowa. Uh, Hannity complimented her on the state's response to that. And... um, So the couple of statements that we're checking, one is where she said, my farmers and producers produce over 10% of the nation's food supply, Um, assuming she means Iowa farmers and producers. And um, related to the meatpacking plants, um, quote, not only did we provide the PPE, but we were able to test. Those that were positive were quarantined and we were able to keep our processing plants up and going. So we will check those statements and um, have that back for you next week. Awesome. Looking forward to that one since, I mean, there's been so much reporting on, you know, the spread of COVID within meatpacking plants. So I think it'll be interesting to see what you find. Well, our fact checks are edited by Craig Jamolis. Our podcasts are produced by Stephen Colbert and our music is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. Until next time, I am Marissa Payne. I'm Michaela Ram. I'm John Steppy. And I'm Erin Jordan. And we'll fact check you later.
Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.